5600 Call or text. Same number. Oh, why do you Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. And a good Monday afternoon to you. And yes, it is time for the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here with you. And yes, we are the McFarlands. And we are live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio on this sunny Monday afternoon. Damon Keene is alongside for the ride. And I hope everybody had a very happy Thanksgiving and some well-deserved time off with your family and your friends. And we are back. I know I Yes, am. we are. I'm ready. Let's do it. Because Boy. there is a lot, and I mean a lot, to get into. I don't even know where to start, Darren. Hope you either. and yours are, are great after the Thanksgiving holiday. Damon, as well, hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, Darren, we we talked a lot. We debated about where sh- where in the world should we start. Um, and I'm kind of making this call on the air here. I, I think we got to start with the latest uh, from, from Murfreesboro. That, that's the biggest thing happening within the last uh, few minutes here. Um, and, and and that is the the firing, not the resignation, not the retirement, not the you know. There's a lot of different ways this could have been handled, but this is was the firing of Rick Stockstill uh, from MTSU uh, that happened here about two hours ago is when it was announced. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, real quick here, if I can get it up, uh, the MTSU president or the the athletic director. Uh, released a short statement here. If I can, if I can find it, bear I with me it. here. Do you have it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Real quick. Uh, Christmas sorrow. Uh, MTSU putting this out there. Um, hold on one second. I've got Sorry. it here. Right. This is one of the most difficult days in my tenure, but one I feel is necessary in our aspirations to compete and win championships. Uh, is what he said. He went on to say, I appreciate everything Rick and his wife, Sarah, and their family has done over the past 18 years for MTSU Athletics, our football program, and more importantly, our student-athletes. Because of his leadership, our student-athletes have performed at a high level in the classroom, have dedicated time and energy to supporting our community, and have given us countless hours of dedication to being successful on the football field. I want to thank Coach Stockstill for his professional Lism. And again, I just want to emphasize this. Rick Stockstill has been relieved of his coaching duties as the MTSU football program. And Darren, I honestly thought, I honestly thought when this day came, there would be Rick Stockstill announcing his retirement, not a firing. I did not see this. I, I thought they would ask him to retire. I thought he would come out and say, I'm going to do one more year and then I'm done. I did not think it would go down this path, which makes me think that they asked him perhaps to do some of those things. I have no sourcing on that. I don't know if that's what I'm just saying. Given the history that they have had with Coach Sox, still, I find it hard to believe that they just walked in and fired him, you know, just off the rip on, on, a, on a Monday morning. I, I think this was talked about. And I don't think Coach Sox still wanted to go. And then they decided, okay, well, you, well, you have to. And Coach Sox still uh, 113 and 111 uh, during his tenure at MTSU. Ten bowl games uh, during that time. Uh, but as far as I can tell, 
he won a conference championship in 2006, but I think it was just a co-championship then. Uh, but but certainly nothing since then across two conferences, both the Sun Belt Conference and for the last few years, Conference USA. And um, we've had people who have called for this, who've asked for more, and it looks like they're going to get it. The question is, what are they looking for? And and according to the the Masario here, our aspirations to compete and win championships. Well. He's not talking about national championships. There's only one championship he can be talking about. And he can't be talking about bowl championships because they got a few of those under stock still. He must be talking about conference championships. And that is something that they do not have over the past uh, decade and a half over at MTSU. I would say that's correct. Um, I think Rick Stockstill's record overall was 113-111. Is that sound right? Yeah. yeah. It was just above 500. Um I've got a lot of thoughts on this. I'm not sure how much of this I want to air. I don't want to air. Rick right. Stock still's a good man. Yes. Um, yes, that should be emphasized and doubled down on. I he agree. Was, he was good for the program. There's no doubt about it. I understand what took place. Did they win at a high level? No. No. Is it a very hard job? It is. Look, I'll continue to say this, and I, you know, whether people want to hear it or not, I'll Sorry if you don't, but this is what I firmly believe working my whole life. I will continue to say it over and over and over again. It doesn't matter if it's sports, sports talk radio, television, any profession out there, anything. I'm just obviously pointing out the ones we're kind of involved in. Mm -hmm. But you out there listening do all kinds of things. And we appreciate, by the way, you listening. We do. If you don't have help from the people above you, you have no chance. You just don't. There are some people that are able to overcome it for a short amount of time, but you cannot sustain success in the workplace. Again, in the workplace, fill in the blank, whatever you do. If the people above you don't give you, if they don't support you and help you succeed, you cannot succeed. You may be able to do it for a short amount of time. You cannot sustain it. MTSU is a very, very difficult job. You are not given the proper tools to go to battle. Okay? So if it's a gunfight, you're given a water gun. If it's a spear fight, you're given a stick. If it's a fill-in-the-blank fight, right, if it's a, a boxing match, you're not given any boxing gloves. And I don't know, maybe that's uh maybe that serves you well. <laughs> bare bare knuckles, I don't know. But you get my point. I do. It's not a fair fight. Okay? There's a lot more issues down in the borough than just the success or in a lot of people's eyes lack of with the football program over the last almost two decades. You have to have help. Rick Stock still didn't have a lot of help. They are miles behind everybody in facilities. They're certainly trying to fix that right now. I would say probably a decade too late, but I guess better late than never. They are certainly addressing that with their campus. There's a lot of buildings, a lot of building and new construction going on and in the works. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's been announced. We all, we, we know that again, I, I think in my opinion, at least a decade behind. Everybody was doing this 10, 15 years ago. 
they kind of sat on their hands. The other thing is what's interesting to me is, okay, that's great that you're updating your facilities and getting with the times. The problem is there's a new layer of getting with the times that's happened in the last couple of years that now the sh- that is kind of changed the mentality of players. Do I think players cared about the facilities for a good, t- good while? Yes, I do. And I think a lot of times they picked the nicer facilities. Do I think that is the same mentality of today's athlete? I don't. I think today's athlete is about NIL and what can you do for me? And I'm okay with that because that's what the system has allowed them to do. Yep. It's all about getting yours and that I understand that. And everybody has a different level of getting yours. Uh, Shadur Sanders is making millions. He is. Nico is making millions. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Dunn at LSU, mm-hmm. female gymnast, is making millions. Good for them. It's just like anybody in America, right? You have the right to go out and make what's yours. It's called capitalism. Get is what get what's yours. And then the others, you know, maybe it's a thousand bucks. But guess what? Thousand bucks is a thousand bucks. Yeah. In college, man, I could make a thousand dollars whenever I was in college. Go a oh, long oh, wow. oh. ways. Oh gosh, man! If you gave me a thousand bucks, I'm like, I can't even imagine. What? What? <laughs> in college? What? <laughs> Woo! I can't even imagine. What are we gonna do? What aren't we gonna do? Is the better question. Yeah. What aren't we gonna do? I have a thousand bucks, man. I know it doesn't go very very far today. No, but back then you gave me a thousand bucks. Woo! Okay, away we go. Yeah. And what are they doing in that department? I would say virtually nothing. So the mindset of the athlete has changed. You're finally getting with the times, which is good, but you may be like 10, 15 years too late because now that mindset has shifted to, well, that's great that you got a new indoor facility or you have the new weight room or you got a new locker room or what have you. But you know what else I'm really, really interested in? Getting paid. What you going to do for me? Well. Sure would like some scratch. How far up the ladder does that go? We know that's true in the SEC. It's true in the Power Five conferences. But how much does that ring true at Conference Don't USA? Know. Don't know. How much of those guys are getting paid, you know, down there at UTSA? Mm-hmm. You know, is the money train flying down there at the University of Texas San Antonio with the Roadrunners down there? I don't know. I mean, is that what's going on? I mean, I just saw the, today Delaware is joining Conference USA. Is is the is the money flying up there with the Mudhens in Delaware? Is, is that what they're calling? I believe is is that where the money is flying up there in Delaware? I don't. I, mean, th- I don't think it's the Mudhens. It's not the Mudhens. I think you're close. Okay, I can't remember right now, but that's okay. Um, and no, and no, no insult there to the good folks at the University of Delaware. Uh, I'm just saying you're on a roll. You keep going. I'll look up. Delaware. I, I'm ju- I'm just saying. I, I don't know. If the money train that you're and you're right now, you're right. And that's especially true in the power five conferences. There's no question about that. None, none. However, however, I don't know if that same thing is is going when you get to the lower level conferences. Um, I don't think the same thing is happening, you know, for instance, in the OVC or, you know, in, in whatever the Sun Belt is called right now. Or, you know, in Conference USA. Uh, or anywhere outside the Power Five. I'm sure somebody's getting paid. But we haven't heard a whole lot about, you know, teams at the mid-level, 
you know, are they making money at North Texas? Are they making money? I mean, I don't know. Again, it's relative. I, I don't, it may be others are getting millions. Power Five, they're making lots, of, you know, some guys or student athletes are making a lot. But in the lesser conferences, I mean, something's better than nothing. True? True. Like, I can't imagine that it's nothing. You think it's nothing? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I if doubt it's nothing. it. I doubt it's nothing. They are the fighting blue hens. The blue hens. Excuse I was going to say blue holes. No. Blue that, that's hens. somebody else. You no, said mud hens? I did say mud hens. Yeah, you're close. That's Toledo. The Toledo mud hens is a minor league baseball team, I'm pretty sure, that I'm thinking of. But why do they need to be the fighting blue hens? Like, they just couldn't be the blue hens? They no, need to be the fighting. You need to make sure they know how to fight. Okay. Fighting right. is key in, in that term. Fair though. enough. So they're the fighting blue hens. Um, be that as it may, uh, I, they're coming to Conference USA. I'm not sure how much money's flowing around there for the blue hens, the fighting blue hens of Delaware. Uh, you know, MTSU has got to make a decision about what they want to be as a program. I don't know what that is. Um, and I hope one day we'll get a much clearer picture. But clearly, whatever it was, Rick Stockstill wasn't doing it. And based on his record, Darren, based on his track record and the things that we've, we've seen him do over the last number of years at MTSU, the cycle was going to repeat itself. He was four and eleven or four and eight this year. He was eight and five last year, seven and six year before that, three and six, four and eight, then eight and six, seven and six, eight and five, seven and six, then six and six, eight and five, eight and four. Do I have any, you know, doubt in my mind that he was going to get this football team back to eight and five next year or the year or seven and six? Seven, yeah, he mm -hmm. probably was. Yeah, yeah, but all of a sudden they've decided they want more than that now. Because if you wanted, you know, eight and five, seven and six, he was going to give you that next year. The the history history has shown he was going to give us that at some point. But if you want more than that, then you know, then then you got to bring in somebody new. And I I don't know, I don't know what they want. And and you know, and that part of this is yet to be heard from uh, from them. They said a national search will begin. Well. For a new head coach. Okay. Immediately. Where do they turn? I don't know. Literally do, anywhere. Well. With a job like MTSU. Is there a guy in Clarksville that they consider? Probably. Why not? I, I don't know why not. But again, we don't know what they're looking for. Right. What are they looking for? You know, do they want a veteran? Do they want fresh blood? You know, every, every time we do one of these, every school has their own criteria. Some... Uh, ADs want people with head coaching experience before. They want that. Other folks, they want um, people who've been on winning staffs. You know, they have to have winning on their resume. You know, we've heard all all kinds of cliches over the years. We want someone who's offensive-minded. Uh, we want someone who, you know, is more modern in their thinking. We want somebody who's more collaborative, as we've recently heard mm -hmm. uh, down the street here. So, I mean, I don't know what their talking point is on this, about what it is that they want. But I would imagine that they've already come up with one before they did this. So we'll have to wait and see. Usually that's how it works. You you probably already know what plan B is. Yeah. When you make the move. Yeah, well, any any analyst would tell us that every AD in the country has got a short list in their drawer about who they want. I think what's interesting is, before we step away from our first break, by the way, we're wide open this first hour if you want to get involved. There's a gazillion things to talk about boy why now
I, and that kind of felt like what you were at. Like, why now? Like, what what's changed? Like, like you said, okay, so this year, I mean, they lost to Sam Houston. Yeah, this, four and eight. This year was awful. Yeah, four and eight. But they've, he's had four and eight before, and, you know, and then it comes back around, and yeah. he'll win six. Yeah. And then he'll win seven. seven and eight. Then, and then eight. Yeah. And then he'll go back to four, and then maybe five, and then seven. So I guess you've been doing this for almost two decades. Yeah. I mean. What, what's changed? I don't know. I mean, if, if you look at it, this is his first uh, losing season since twenty uh, twenty. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's I don't know what's different just, this year. Is it just the it's it's time to freshen it up? It's time to reboot? It's time to get some new energy? Because look, it, it's this is how it works, and especially in the coaching profession. I mean, I, I think one, it's a hard job to get people to come to games, right? It it's is very hard at MTS. They were playing games on Tuesday and Wednesday night. It's hard. It is very hard to get people. To go to Ford Stadium, it just is. I know I've done. Well, I've gone to enough. Well, whose Raider fault games. is that? That it's you know that, that people don't want to go to Floyd Stadium. What, you know, how, what, and I don't know the answer to that. I've been to Floyd Stadium a couple of times. I just don't. I don't know what the answer is of why people don't want to go. I don't know. You know, is it that they don't win, or is it that it's a bad facility, or is it all of the above? Is it difficult to get to? You know, are the tickets too expensive? There's a lot of different things that play into that. All right, we'll step away. Uh, just wanted to pass that along. There's a ton of other things going on. 615-844-5600 if you want to get involved and react on this Monday. You are listening to The McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. I've got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you. So no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family. Or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. 800-413-3953-800-413-3953-800-413-3953. That's 800-413-3953. Dealing with Friends is a fine dining restaurant located in Nashville's prestigious West End. It features an elegant presentation and exceptional service. One of the first non-alcoholic restaurants in Nashville. They pride themselves in professional and courteous service. A popular choice among locals and tourists alike. If you're in town for the ball game or you're just visiting with friends, Dealing with Friends is the preferred location for those seeking a rich, modern restaurant with serene atmosphere and top-notch guest experience. Your server will uphold the high standards of etiquette and hospitality 
hospitality and guide you through a unique dining experience. Enjoy the ambiance and reconnect with friends. Specialty dining will feature a set menu, a dedicated server, and a personal chef. Enjoy a delicious combination of meats and vegetables at a very affordable price. There's no place in Nashville like it. A unique experience. Come and have dinner with friends. 1719 West End Avenue. To make a reservation, call right now. 615-730-9559. Dinner with friends. A proud sponsor of TSU Football on WNSR. Hmm. This is something I wish I'd known. Many people who live in Tennessee are eligible for help paying for healthy food for pregnant and new moms, their babies, and young children, but don't realize it. Family income can be higher than you think. There's a website called TennesseeMeals.com for more information. Assistance for healthy food for expectant moms and young children. This information I need to share. TennesseeMeals.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Justice Center, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters. And this is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. I'm not surprised, and I think Kevin Byard gets it. Producer Debbie is the, not happy. The, well, she shouldn't be when they ran off Jeff Fisher, that no one was happy about that because everybody loved him. It, it was all business. He's due $14 million next year, okay? Not going to be on the roster next year. Get something for him. Grant Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Titans get their third victory of the season. They beat the lousy... Fourth. Fourth. Sorry, you're right. Fourth. I want to slide them one. The lousy Carolina Panthers. You're right. It was the fourth. Tennessee beats up on Vanderbilt. One of the worst Vanderbilt teams I've seen in a good while. One of the worst teams in college football. It's not good. A lot of defections today. I don't know if you've seen that. Ken Seals in the transfer portal. Yeah. I think they're third leading tackler in the transfer portal. Several guys in the transfer portal. So um, just not a Good year for mm. Clark Lee and the Vanderbilt Commodores. Predators are on a heater. Nice Ooh. win last night. They Man. beat a good Winnipeg team. So they've won five in a row. Uh, there's a lot to get into. Austin P out in the playoffs. Lose a tough one to the mm-hmm. box mm-hmm. of Chattanooga. 615-844-5600. Let's get things started with Tony. Tony, what's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Good. How are you? little sad, little hurt. The Govs went down. It was a heck of a game. Uh, it's still a better feel to know we got beat with a last play field goal. Went right before the half, and still I've talked about it. It's just you the mocks in the end zone. All you got to do is stay in the end zone, and you choose to run the ball out. And in doing so, the intended receiver runs you down, trips the ball from you, turns around and goes back six yards into the end zone for a touchdown. And you end up losing for three. That that hurts. That one that one stung a little bit. But uh Did you, know, you bring up the that, play did you just bring up the play before half the half? It was right before the half. Yeah, yeah. That, that play was that was brutal. And, and and then you get beat by three, and you you know it's just it's just that bad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you 
question about going to middle. Don't Dan, don't tell everybody about Scotty. Well, <laughs> I think uh, I think people are starting to figure it out, Tony. <laughs> I, I do too, and uh, I tell you what, he's high energy. Uh, I think players love playing for him, and it's just a situation to where um, you know I, if he goes, good for him. And uh, be happy for him. I think Middle might be looking that way, but then again, like say, national search. Uh, if he stays with us, great. But uh, you know, with with what's happening, is you know the carousel starting with the coaches, and at the same time, the portal is imploding because everybody's going to it too. So uh, once again, we're going to see another uh, Apple turnover situation. You know, with all these players and all these coaches and stuff, but uh, I'm just uh, I'm just happy, you know, that what the governors did, the run they put us on, it was a lot of fun, and you know they're going, they're talking about which I've told you before, according to Gerald Harrison, they're going to be going to uh, uh, maybe Conference USA, maybe the Sun Belt by 2026. So I think they're gearing towards that. And uh, you've got these other schools, you know, going to it. There's, there's too much money. Yeah, every bit of this. Y'all know this, Dan, Justin. It all comes back about money. It's all about the money. And uh, so, and, and let me touch on with what took place up there in Knoxville. With the officiating being as pathetic as it was, to let the quarterback get hit twice on dead ball calls and not throw a flag and not do nothing about it, I was glad to see Clark Lee. He finally showed some fire and some emotion defending his players. I was glad to see him come out and get a penalty on himself. They didn't throw it on the bench. They threw it on him. Uh but the fire that he showed, I think the bandy fans have been waiting on that all year. They finally showed it. But with uh, the debacle that's happening on West End, it's guys, it's just not going to be no better next year. I'm sorry. It's just not. Uh, and I'm going to let y'all talk about some of that stuff. It's just some stuff I wanted to throw out there. The Titans, well, be glad you were playing Carolina yesterday. So I'm going to say about that, too. So. All yep. right, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Ethan Barr, their linebacker, entering the transfer portal. Uh, Ken Seals is uh, entering the transfer portal. And I'm trying to – I think there was one more. Darren, uh, center yeah. Julian Hernandez. Darren, can I say something about this? Uh, so that he's done playing football. He's done playing football. That's what uh, – yeah. Said uh, – Center Julian Hernandez said that he is done playing football. Okay, well, well that that'll do it. Um, <laughs> you know, at least he's not transferring. At least you know he's just hanging up the helmet for good. Uh, was the season that bad? Were you just not playing anymore? But you know, listen, who who knows what's going on behind the scenes there? We shouldn't be making those kind of judgments uh, with that. Uh, it could be personal situations or who who knows what? Who knows what? So. Um, Can you know, I defend somebody, Tennessee, real quick? 
I you want to defend Tennessee? Well, I keep hearing people you. say that he was hitting him, but first of all, I was at the game, and it was so loud. Tyler Barrett, I don't even think he heard the whistle because nobody in the crowd heard it. And then Vanderbilt offensive lineman kept pushing him, you know, trying to fight. One time he took a swing at the guy. So a lot of that was caused by Vanderbilt trying to be overly aggressive. They actually were in the game at the time. And if they hadn't probably did, they probably woke Tennessee up because after that they went down and scored a couple of times. So, you know, to me, I mean, it's not – they did hit him hard, but at the time he didn't do anything offensive other than just tackling him, pushing him down. And, you know, I mean, the whistle, we didn't hear it anyway. So I just want to make sure I put that out there because – well, we'll talk to Vince Ferrara coming up at 3 o'clock. We'll get his perspective on the final game of the regular season uh, for Tennessee. And, uh, yeah, I don't think the officials had good control of that game. There's no doubt about that. A little chippy. Yeah, it's definitely chippy. Uh, let's go to our man Kenny, the mailman. Kenny, what's up? Fellas, how are y'all doing today? Great. How are you? Excellent. I had an MTSU comment. But first, do y'all feel as bad as I do for the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Chargers this past weekend? Well, the Charger, uh, I don't I don't think I know what the punchline is. So I don't either. I'm not sure where this I'm is waiting. going. Well, evidently, both of them must have had their locker room broken in and uniforms stolen because they were wearing arena team uniforms. Yeah, they, they definitely. Ah, okay. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Can you imagine how good uniforms look? And then, Coach, we're going to run out in lime green uniforms. Boy, we look great. It was highlighter weekend there yeah. in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. It's just, you know, sometimes there's a big question mark because a lot of fans really – I know my wife loves the Seattle throwbacks and the light blue Chargers uniforms, and then they're going to wear that. Yeah. But, yeah, I did sort of take a deep breath on that. <laughs> Uh, my wife and I, we've been to four or five middle games. We've been on Parents' Day. We've been on T-shirt giveaway day, different things. Had a great time. They play a style of football where they score points. If you like, you know, mm-hmm. excitement and just seeing teams score points. But we've never been to a game where there were over 10,000 people there. And yeah. it's the biggest school in the state. And we don't know the history behind that. Why don't they draw? It, Kenny, it is the, I, I was to say, million-dollar question, $10 million question, $100 million question. I don't I don't know. We've been trying to figure this out for 25 well, years. Well, Bill says it's a transit school, which is why they don't draw. Because yes. the campus empties out on the weekends because everybody goes home because nobody really lives on campus, according to Bill. Yeah, it, th- and that is true, but still, I, I don't know. Because they've played games on Thursday nights. They've played games on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And what Kenny's saying is true. Like I've been to, I don't know how many games I've been to. It's, it's a good amount, a just decent amount. Obviously, I live in Rutherford County, and you're right. I've been to games against Brigham Young. I've been to games against Georgia Tech. I've been to games against Vanderbilt. I've been to games against. I mean, big schools, right? I guess that's what I'm getting at. And it really didn't change a whole lot. I don't know what the exact, but you're right. I mean, there was never even close to a sellout ever. At a game I, I attended, I don't know why they don't show up. I, I don't know I don't, if you can change it or not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's true or not. I had a friend tell me they've only had three sellouts in the history of the school, and I just was that like the seventies at all? Was that like the seventies? Huh? That's I mean, honestly, was that like a long, long time ago? I don't know. I don't know the yeah. history, but like they've played for championships. They brought SEC teams in. They brought. Four or five other, you know, Division One teams. I think what Virginia, Virginia Tech, 
preventing you to Mississippi thought, well, State had sellouts on those nights. Mississippi State was there. I, I went to yeah. that one, and it didn't really change. I mean, it changed a little bit because obviously those schools bring people. Because even I went to the Brigham Young game, and Brigham Young, believe it or not, had thousands there. Uh, but still, it wasn't a wasn't a you know crazy crowd. It was just you know it was good because you know Brigham Young brought thousands of people. Yeah, I understand. You know, well, I do. I can't get over it being the biggest school in the state, and I do understand a lot of them just leave on the weekends. But Rutherford County is one of the fastest growing counties in the state. It is. I mean, MTSU is now a city. It's not a you know a borough. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, it is. It is. You know, it's true. It is. That's legit. It's like there are ways. I think they should be growing bigger. I totally agree. Like, there's over 300,000 people that live in Rutherford County. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the price of the tickets were very reasonable. Yeah, they're not. like they were just crazy. Nope. Well, listen, y'all have a great day, and we'll try to figure out a way to raise money so Seattle can get some real uniforms. <laughs> they, I don't know why they wear those, but they do. Oh. Thank you, Kenny. Maybe the people up there really like them. I don't know. Maybe. They like the highlighters. Yeah. The highlighter High uniform. Highlighters. Well, the highlighters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was making that joke. If you want to, that's fine. What? But no. you made a joke I there. But I okay, that's fine. I did. I don't love them either, but I, somebody likes them. Clearly, they keep wearing them. It's not like the, this is a one-year experiment, and then you know they didn't come back to them. No, they keep coming back to them every year. So I've seen a lot of silly things out there because the internet provides a lot of silly things, and none of it. Look, it's not true, but I'm just. For the sake of this discussion, is there anything, is there anything that could change that mentality or is it a lost cause? And let me give you, like, I've seen people like, again, this is silly. It has no chance. Zero. I'm not saying, but I'm just for the sake of this discussion. What if, right? Let's just play along with this and go with the silliness and think, oh yeah. And they would things change. Well, they hired Jimbo Fisher. Would that change things? Probably not. Okay, then I don't need to give you any more examples because no, I'm serious. If you're saying probably, and not. I, again, I, that has zero point zero percent chance. I get it, but for the sake of this discussion, I've seen a lot of big names out there, or I've yeah. seen some big names out there, not as big as Jimbo Fisher, but I'm like, okay, fine. Let's say that actually happened. Would it change anything? And if truly the answer is no, which you said no, probably not. Then. What, what are you doing? Like, why? How? We just said it. It's the biggest school in the state. Yeah. There's over 300,000 people that live in the county, and you can't get uh, 25,000 people to come to your football games? Football? I, I think— And Jimbo, nothing would change it. Nothing. I, I think there, there's, there's a lot of different factors here uh, that we can get into, but I just want to throw two out there very quickly about MTSU and— and why we can't get people to go to games. And number one, I I haven't looked at, and, and I don't know, I'm saying things I really don't know, which, you know, in my business is scary when I'm saying this, so but bear with me here. I don't know how well other mid-majors do and what the characteristics about their market is. Like, I'd be curious to see, and I'm sure the information is readily available, I just haven't looked it up, but who leads Conference USA in attendance and why? Why is that school succeeding versus the other school? That's number one. Number two, I don't know who leads Conference USA in attendance, but I'm pretty sure whomever it is, I'm willing to bet 
They don't have an NHL team, an NFL team, uh, and, you know, a major league soccer team in their market competing for them for eyeballs and attention at the same time. I'm willing to bet. Now, I, I could be wrong because maybe there's a team outside of Tampa that's in Conference USA and they too, you know, and they're leading the league in attendance and, you know, everything's going fine. M- maybe so. I don't know. But I'm just saying that I, I just find it hard to believe. Entertainment dollars, Darren, or you know, you're you have a you have a family. You guys sit down, you budget. There's only so much money you can spend on entertainment. There is. So if you're gonna go to see Nashville SC or MTSU, you're gonna go see the Predators one night, or you're gonna see MTSU. You're gonna go see the Titans and and invest into that. You're gonna go see TSU. We haven't even talked. You're gonna see the Tennessee State and Eddie George and do that. Or you're going to get MTSU. I mean, there's only so much. Or you're going to go to a movie. Or you're going to go to the new bowling experience they've got going on. Or you want to go play, um, you know, the, the, the what's the sport here where they scrub the ice, where you, you know you do the thing. Curling? Yeah. they got a curling facility. Maybe you want to do a night of curling or inline skating. That the new, There's a lot of options is what I'm getting at. Um, and I just wonder if they don't suffer from some of that. It may be a suitcase college, but there's a whole lot of people that have graduated from there. There is. And guess where they're living and they're working and they're adults. Most of them right here in Middle Tennessee. Rutherford County. Yeah. They're right there in their backyard. And they have disposable incomes. Well, they didn't go when they were raised, students, though. And they're Darren. raising families. But, Darren, they, and didn't, sports they fans. didn't go when they were students. And that's the other thing. They didn't, a, a lot of the folks, and I know, and I know this, and I know I got family and friends who are graduates of MTSU. When they were there, they didn't go to football games as students, okay? They were cheering for Tennessee. They were cheering for the Titans. What about MTSU? I, you know, I'm not going to see that. I mean, it wasn't the in vogue thing to do as a student. So why would they go as an adult? Yeah, I, well, because they're alums. Maybe support and it. What? Support it. Oh, okay. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. 615-844-5600. We'll come back. We're still wide open the rest of this hour. Take your phone calls. If you want to react to anything that's going on in the sports world, we can do that here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Callaway Paradigm Woods, forged carbon for unparalleled distance and forgiveness. Now up to $100 off. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series laser rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in store or online at WorldwideGolf.com. Bob Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet 
filet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first one hundred people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR Skyscan Forecast. Today's going to be sunny with a high of 46. Going to be mainly clear tonight, low 26. Tuesday, sunny, high 46. Sunny Wednesday, milder, high 56. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Rolling along on this Monday afternoon. Hope everybody's having a good day. Okay, you you found a site that does list Conference USA attendance. Yeah, this site called D1 Ticker is what it's called. And these are 2022 numbers, just to make sure okay. I'm clear. This is not this past year. How yeah, much has changed, but okay. okay. These are just one of, you know, for clarification, 2022 numbers is what they're saying. Uh, numero uno in the conference, according to this particular website, is UT San Antonio. According to this website, they average 26,835 fans a game at UT San Antonio uh, for the Roadrunners. Uh, second, and they have an NBA team in that market. They do have an NBA team in that market. I don't think they have much else as far as major league sports, but they do have an NBA team uh, that's done uh, well. That you know that the city is crazy about, and they you know, draw well, and they draw well. Uh, they got some Hall of Famers who play for them and things like that. All right. So um, after that, it would be UAB in second place. UAB, of course, University of Alabama, Birmingham, the Blazers which are sort of the professional sports team of the city of Birmingham. Of course, the entire state is between Alabama and Auburn, uh, but 
the city of Birmingham kind of latches onto UAB as their unofficial kind of team that they support, you know, neutrally. But they are averaging 23,000 people a game. They also have a newer facility down there as well mm-hmm. uh, where the USFL is playing their games for a little while. All right. Then after that, you have other uh, programs like Florida Atlantic, which is down there in Boca Raton uh, with 20,000 fans on average for their games. Uh, after that, it trickles down to places like North Texas, which averages 19,000. Rice averages 19,000. MTSU, according to this list, is second to last in the conference as far as attendance is concerned. This particular site has them at 14,363 fans a game on average. Only Charlotte is less than them with 10,000 uh, fans a game. And Charlotte, Darren, has a lot of those things that we were talking about, that I was talking about earlier where they have, well, instead of a NHL team, they have an NBA team there, uh, but they also have an NFL team and an MLS team that all play, you know, in somewhere mm-hmm. in the proximity of the season that that Charlotte plays. Um, so, you know, then Louisiana Tech, they've got 15,000, and Western Kentucky averages 15,000, according to this website. 615-844-5600. Let's go to Nate in Columbia. Hey, Nate, Nate, what's up? What's up, guys? Um, y'all do have to remember that Charlotte's actually not too far from uh, Raleigh where, you know, you got Duke and North Carolina and NC State, NC State. and mm-hmm. um, um, the Canes. So, I mean, you do have to kind of think about that, too. Um, where I'm just curious, where's Western on that list? Just a, just above middle. Just above middle. Yes, sir. So, could we, could we say – that the Predators and the Titans have a little effect on Western because I mean I, I mean, see sure, a of lot of of course I yeah. see a lot of, of Western fans are also Predators absolutely Titans fans I know oh, they drive West, in here all yes, the time all absolutely the time. yes also I thought it was kind of interesting that this happened today because my wife texted me uh, a couple hours ago saying Do you see you know what happened with MTSU. And I thought she had just seen the brawl that happened on Saturday after the game um, was over. And um, I kind of thought it was, I don't know, I just thought it was kind of funny that I actually had to ask what uh, what she was talking about. Because, you know, I didn't hear about Stockstill until she told me. Mm. Um, but I will say, as you all know, I love going to football games. When I was at MTSU from 2011, 2015, I didn't really, I guess, pay attention to the entire crowd because I was always in the student section. But the student section was pretty full when uh, I used to go 11 to 15. And you almost, if you didn't get there early, you almost had to sit in the uh, upper part of the student but section. But, Nate, how big was the student section? How many thousands? Oh, I mean, I, I don't think it's that big. Okay, well, oh. um, you know. The school has an enrollment rate, as you know, of close to a hundred thousand people. Yeah, and and like I was about to say, the going to that one game this year on, um, um, and it was like alumni weekend or something. Um, the student section wasn't very packed at all, and that's probably because of partially because of the beer garden that they have down in one of the end zones too. So I mean, yeah, I don't know, hundred thousand people at MTSU. I thought it was like 30,000. I'm looking it up here. May, I may be including I, it, it, it. I think it's 30,000. I don't. I've it, at one point, it was like 90, right? I'm looking it like, up here. Like a few years ago? I don't. 
I've never heard that before. It was a lot of people. But hold on. We're, I'm I don't know that I've heard 100,000. Like, I thought it was close to like 90 or 80 or something like that. But, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, within, I guess, next year or two. But that's funny that you brought that up, Darren, about uh, just that kind of jokingly Jimbo thing. Because I was like, oh, isn't that funny? Jimbo gets fired and then MTSU's like, hey, Let's see, maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, I've seen people throw out Gene yeah. Chizik and Manny Diaz, and I've seen a, you know, names that people could relate to, right? And I'm like, does yeah. that change anything? I, I don't know the answer. I'm just, for the sake of this discussion, I'm just, and I thought, well, and I've actually seen Jimbo Fisher, which I laughed at and rolled oh, my yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, would that change I, anything? Other than the, um, other than the lightness of the MTSU, um, athletic department's pockets, probably not. Yeah. Uh, just because, like we've always been talking about now, uh, kids don't go play for the coaches anymore. They either go play for the school or they go play for the money, which it's more the money now. So. Yeah. But, Thank you, Nate. Y'all have a great day, guys. Appreciate it. You too. Okay. So I don't know where I got that number from. That's I, I thought very, it was that's always very, like 30,000. Yeah, it's, it's around – 20,000 according to MTSU's own website. I think it's more than that. No. I think I've, I think I've heard 30. MTSU's own website is claiming 20,000 and uh University of Tennessee is claiming um 200 uh, they're claiming uh, 28,000, 28,883 for their undergrad another 7400 in graduates. Uh so 36,000 overall. Um but you know. Okay. That's that that's where they are. So yeah, it's they're claiming twenty thousand. Let's say it's twenty five. Let's split the difference. Yeah. It's twenty five thousand enrollees. You know, you, you can't get half of them. You can't get a quarter of them. Can't. Yeah. All right. Come back. Wrap up the first hour. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. As you listen to the McFarland Show, WNSR. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey. I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. 
Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So call right now. 800-704-1662. That's 800-704-1662. As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I believe this franchise right now, unfortunately, is paying for the sins of a lot of bad draft picks and, and bad signs. can only dodge that for so long. Would you think about going back-to-back years with your first-round pick and get nothing? Nothing. That's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. It's yeah. just the this. McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. We spoke to Anish Shroff uh, on Friday's show. Not Friday's show. Wednesday's show. We didn't have a show on Friday. He is the play-by-play man for the Carolina Panthers. And little did we know that that was going to be the last game for head coach Frank Reich. Frank Reich shown the door today. Didn't even make it through the first season, which I think is an absolute joke. The Carolina Panthers are an absolute dumpster fire. But yet again, David Tepper is searching for a new coach. Ron Rivera, when he took over the Panthers, he fired in mid midseason. He hired Matt Rule from college. That was a disaster. He fired in midseason. He hires Frank Reich, and Frank Reich coaches 11 games for the Panthers. Well, th- one thing you missed there, he has Steve Wilkes as the interim guy which, you know, people really liked and thought maybe deserved that, you know, because he got them within a game of getting to the playoffs that year, and he fired him too. Yeah. Let's go to Doug. Doug, what's up? Hey, fellas, I sent a text, and and this is crazy because I remember the days when Oakland and Riverdale played their home games on the MTSU field and on the Oakland-Riverdale rivalry. There would be a bigger crowd on Friday of that rivalry than there would be at MTSU on Saturday. And that's been going on for years. So I I don't know what the fix is, but it's been like that for years, that you can't get them there. And, you know, I've heard you guys talk about, you know, the wanderings and, and, and what's going to happen at MTSU with Rick. But, you know, they always say, well, there's a mumble, there's a meeting. So if there's been mumbles, they finally had the meeting. And I, I hate it, but you've got to make a change. You've got to do a different direction. And But the, the crowd problem, 
I don't know what the fix is. Yeah, I don't think any. I'm not sure anybody does, Doug. Or and if that's they been did, years that that Oakland and Riverdale didn't have their own field, and they played on Friday nights. Their their home their their crosstown rivalry, well, and there would be more people there than there would be. And some of the people there were MPSU graduates. But don't know what the answer is. Tell me if I'll you think. Tell me, Doug, if you think this is a this is something I've thought about. They probably ought to recruit more here in the mid state. They really don't. Look not up and down a, not a strong crowd of, of guys, if you check their names and where they're from, not a lot of local guys. Right. That's what I'm saying. How about recruiting kids in your backyard? Maybe that would help a little. Maybe that's one of the things that's going to change. Yeah, maybe. Doug, thank you as always. I'm just saying, look at their roster. It's not a lot. Of, in fact, I've talked to people, have kids, no kids to play here in, in, in Rutherford County, and they're like, yeah, I'm just, middle's not even looking at them. Yeah. And it's like, really? Yeah. And yet there's other schools, like, the same level. Yeah. Looking at them. I'm like, middle's not... How about you recruit in your backyard? Different philosophy. But, but we don't know. Again, we don't know. You don't think if the president or the athletic director made that request that Rick Stockstill wouldn't have made that happen? But if it's not important to them, then why would it be important to him? All right, that's going to do it for hour number one. We're going to come back head east. We'll bring in our man Vince Ferrara. We'll talk about the Vols. They finished up their regular season 8-4. and four. We'll do that next. 560 AM, 95.9 FM, Brentwood, Nashville. 107.9 FM, Smyrna. Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Rena Roy. This is the fourth day of what will now be a six-day truce between Israel and Hamas. Eleven Israeli abductees are on their way to Israeli territory and in the custody of the Red Cross. Former President Jimmy Carter is expected to attend tomorrow's funeral for his wife, Rosalind. You can't overestimate how much time they spent together. They were in this little house that they helped build in Plains, 19... 19- 61, the same house. Um, I once calculated that the Secret Service vehicle outside the house was worth more than the little house that they lived in. ABC contributor and Washington Post reporter Mary Jordan. A Vermont man accused of shooting three Palestinian college students has been ordered held without bail. Jason Eaton pleaded not guilty to three counts of attempted murder. He may also face hate crimes charges. Opening statements underway in the racketeering trial of rapper Young Thug. A judge ruled prosecutors can conditionally use his lyrics as evidence in the case. This is ABC News. Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS.
WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. When you've experienced the loss of a loved one, you can trust SAG Funeral Home to guide you through the process of honoring their life. At SAG Funeral Home, they pride themselves in serving families in Nashville and surrounding areas with dignity, respect, and compassion. The staff is experienced in a variety of funeral services and can help you celebrate your loved one, no matter your religion, culture, or budget. Family and veteran-owned funeral home and cremations now are handled all in one location. We'll help create a personalized experience to pay tribute to your loved one's unique life. Ask about the pre-planning service as well. SAG Funeral Home serving Nashville and Middle Tennessee for over 40 years. In your time of need, you need someone you can trust who can provide comfort to your family in a very professional way. SAG Funeral Home, 1503 Buchanan Street. Call today, 615-244-5044. 615-244-5044. SAG Funeral Home for comfort and care in your time of need. SAG Funeral Home, proud sponsor of TSU football on WNSR. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Oh, Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here. Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Rolling along. Lots to react to. Mm-hmm. Titans beat the Panthers. Frank Reich wakes up today, learns he's no longer the head coach of Carolina. What a mess that is. Mess. Good luck with that. Rick Stockstill out after 18 seasons. Down in Murfreesboro as the MTSU Blue Raiders head coach. Yeah. Tennessee beats Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt loses 10 in a row to finish 2-10. and 10. Ken Seals and others hitting the transfer portal this morning mm-hmm. for Vanderbilt. One kid just said, I'm done playing football. So a little an uphill climb for Clark yeah. Lee yeah. moving forward to get this thing turned around. Lots going on. Predators have won five in a row. Nice win last night at Bridgestone Arena against the Winnipeg Jets, Mm -hmm. who were on fire. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But right now, let's head to Knoxville. Let's bring in our man Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal, 99-1 there in Knoxville. Does a morning show with John Wilkerson. Vinny, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. It was excellent. How about you guys? Fantastic, man. Pretty good, sir. Yeah, watched a lot of sports. I can tell you that. Yes. A lot. Uh, there was some crazy games. That that Alabama finish was uh, just, I mean, I'm still shaking my head going, did that really just happen? It did. It did, yeah. If we haven't been through so many Iron Bowls and just the most insane finishes, then it would be impossible to comprehend, but it's kind of some of those crazy things happen. I, I know Bama fans, some of them were nervous about that game. Uh, it didn't matter what Auburn did the week before or, or this season. For whatever reason, sometimes crazy things happen, and it was, I guess, the anniversary of that kick six. 
Yeah, 10 years. It wasn't to the night, but it was close. Uh, the, the November 30th is when it happened. So uh, pretty close, though. What did you make of it looked like Stoops was going to A&M? <laughs> Slam on the brakes. Enter Mike Elko. Looks like Elko's leaving Duke and is going to return back to College Station and be the Aggies' new head coach. Before you comment on that, here's my little comment. It's starting to feel like Texas A&M is now the Auburn of the state of Texas. Like They seem to be... The inmates are running the asylum. At least that's what it feels like from afar. They're a mess is what I'm getting at. What do you think? Vinny, you there? He's he's just he's still pondering. I don't he's, think he's, he's pondering. No, I don't I don't think so. No. No. That that would be unlike Vinny. He doesn't but, have to think about anything this long. By the way, quarterback Max Johnson, the son of Brad Johnson. Ah is uh, hitting the transfer portal mm. from A&M. Mm. I mean... <laughs> and that's... Look, the, everybody's going to deal with this. Everybody. Okay? Yeah. that Transfer portal, this is what it is, right? Like, it's hard to even... We could do shows on the transfer portal. It is hard to keep up with it. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, everybody's going to lose people to the transfer portal. Yeah, without question. And, you know, it's up to teams and coaches to try to adjust. Um, you know, figure it out, you know, or have somebody on reserve or whatever it is. You have to factor in that you're going to lose a larger portion of your roster to the transfer portal than you would have three to five years ago. It's just got to be part of the new rules. And if you don't want to adapt to it, then you're going to get left behind. It's very simple. Very simple. I think we've got Vince back with us. Vince, we lost you. Floor's yours. Yes, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, are you yes, in a parking sir. garage? No, I'm no. not. Okay. I, I seek those out about the time when I'm on with you guys now. I have to adjust my parking garage schedule since I'm, I talk to you guys in the afternoon now. Um, but, no, I am in the same spot I talk to you often, and that is at home. So, okay. Uh, okay. Maybe it's the cold temperatures or who Maybe. Knows. Parking maybe. garage. Is he, is he talking to Woodward and Bernstein? Like, what are you doing in the parking garage? <laughs> anyway. No, that's where we park when we go to UT for interviews. Oh, or I see. Practice okay. viewing, yeah. all that kind of stuff. They got, they got a little garage set up. So. so, Elko to A&M, what did you think of that? Uh, well, um, <laughs> At least he is a, a coach, you know, with some experience there. I, I that that is not the job for a first-time coordinator. So, uh, at least he's done it to, you know, uh, overall two good years. I want to say sixteen to nine. I think in his first two years at Duke, um, you know, it, uh, it it's fine. I mean, ties to the state of uh, Texas. He's been at A and M, so I, I get it. Uh, he's really well thought of in the coaching ranks. It's crazy how it played out to get to that point uh, and, you know, how much of those reports that they were going to hire Stoops and then, you know, fans went crazy and then they backed out. Uh, I don't know how much that is factual. That's never happened in, in college athletics nope. before. Has no, no, especially no. now at Tennessee. Yeah. You've, never, <laughs> you've never been through anything you like that. no idea what that's like, but, yeah, maybe one day in Knoxville that'll happen. They're just so crazy at A and M. It's like, just A and M. So, so yeah. I, honestly, I thought it was better than the Mississippi State hire. You know, I know there's analysts that that are high on it. Cole Kubik was thinking, saying it was a great hire, and I respect Cole Kubik. He knows uh, a a ton of football, and he knows those guys really well. 
I kind of think that that's another job where Mississippi State doesn't need to be taking risks on first-timers, you know, again. Uh, they they need someone with Mississippi ties, which he, which Jeff Levy does have, but uh, maybe somebody that has a little bit of experience that understands the uh, some of the limitations that are are there and how to work around them. So, um, you know, he's he's got an offense and they're excited about that, and maybe that'll fit the personnel to be able to have a you know a smoother transition to kind of go back to what they were doing to some degree. Oh, uh, you know, previously with Mike Leach, but um, you know, the both of those were okay, I guess, but um, you know, nothing overwhelming. But look, there's there's only one Kirby Smart and there's only one Nick Saban, so you're gonna poke holes in a lot of people and coaching searches for for fans for sure. No doubt. Um, I didn't think the the refs had a good handle on the game on Saturday in Knoxville. What were your thoughts no. on the chippiness in in the Tennessee Vandy game? You could have just ended the sentence. I didn't think the refs had a good, and then just like fill in the blank. <laughs> you could apply that towards a whole lot. <laughs> any game, any sport. Oh, boy. <laughs> just cut and paste that bad boy. Uh, yes, <laughs> it I, obviously it started with the two hits on Swan, and the the first one. I think a lot of people heard the whistle and Tyler Barron kind of hit him from behind. He claimed in, you know, he didn't hear the whistle and you know, some people were still playing. Uh, I think the lineman was still blocking him. So, uh, so that that's one. The second one, like none of us really heard uh, whistles. So that was maybe a little bit hard to understand, but I can, you know, you could, you could understand and see why Clark Lee would be upset. And then when the first, you know the the first skirmish happened. I guess it was on the after the the second hit on Swan, um, then or maybe it was after the first one. Like a a bunch of people from the Vanderbilt sideline were running out on the field, and I, I thought that might have helped escalate it a little bit. Like it, it, I don't know that that was that was something that that needed to be done. And then obviously they on the second one they ran clear across the field and for all of that to happen. And then you, you just basically had offsetting penalties, you know, nothing really happened after that, but I I sure think that missing the first one led to the second one. And then they didn't really call anything on it. And we'll see if anyone gets any post game uh, penalties. Remember, remember Juwan Jennings after a game with Vanderbilt when he was at Tennessee, he got uh, when there was a skirmish on the on the sideline, he got suspended uh, later on. So we'll see if anything comes down for either one of those two teams. But yeah, just what wasn't a real good look. Overall thoughts on an eight and four season. What do you think? Uh, do you think you're going to hit the lotto again with the bowl down in you know in Florida in your parts where you can head down there and see family and, and double dip? Where, where yes. Just, let's hit let's hit that. What what did you think overall the season and where do you think it's going next? Well, the season overall, we we asked our listeners this today on the show for basically four choices. How do you view the 8 and 4 regular season for Tennessee? Success, okay, little disappointing or not good. And certainly the little disappointing would include, hey, expected them to win nine or ten games, not good, is, 
you know, obviously there, there's, you know, unacceptable, that kind of thing. Okay. is about what you thought. And then success, Hey, they got the most out of their, that roster considering what they lost. And if that's rebuilding, then, um, then we'll take it. If that's the lowest we're going to, we're going to drop. And just to, you know, phrase it, how, how they categorize it. And most people were in the middle. Most of the answers we got were either in the okay or a little disappointing. You had a you had a few on the two extremes, but I'd say most people were in that uh, okay to a little disappointing. I, I think it's fair that little little disappointing if you thought nine or ten, and I did, and a lot of us did, but in how they looked to get to that, and only having really you know two good wins against teams above five hundred and A and M. And uh, in Kentucky, and then when things went bad, they went horribly bad for you. And a number of positions that didn't uh, didn't live up to expectations. So uh, I, I would put it in a little disappointing category. But that doesn't mean the program is going in the wrong direction. And fire this person, this person, and you know uh, Butch Jones 2.0, and all those other extreme stuff that uh, that you hear from time to time. So. Uh, I think uh, I think a Florida Bowl would be excellent for them. An opportunity to get to nine wins certainly helps them in recruiting down there. It's almost a consensus in what you see with the bowl projections that they'll end up in Jacksonville at the at the Gator Bowl. I think Tampa. The only way they get to, they get to Tampa, barring some sort of massive uh, moving of puzzle pieces, is if there's two in the college football playoff from the SEC, which would elevate everybody one spot, and you get somebody else moving up the, the ladder, and then that would, like an LSU, and then you know Tennessee would, would slide up one spot in the pecking order. People think that it's a negotiation between the school and the Bulls and whoever cuts the deal and the teams that travel, things like that. Each school will submit uh, the, the Bulls they want to go to, and the Bulls will submit who they want. And the SEC ultimately makes those decisions, and a lot of it is based, once those New Year's Six Bowls, it's based on rankings, they fill those spots, and then it's just pecking order. Then the next highest team goes to Orlando, and then they kind of slot them in, in order, and then also w- w- taking things into consideration, like not trying not to have repeat matchups or you know, destinations where they're going. Tennessee has limitations in a number of places. They, they start next year at NC State. They start in Charlotte. So I think those are a couple of things that are less likely. I don't want to say eliminate because they may not have choices. Uh, Nashville, they were just there at the beginning of the year. They're not going to put, you know, no offense, I don't think they're going to put Nash- Nashville down as one of their choices. They're going to put all the, the three bowls in Florida. Um, so I, I think that's, they're going to want Tennessee. Tennessee's going to want them. The SEC is going to put them based kind of on record, and that eight and four—that's where you're going to fall. So, um, I, I would say North Carolina would be the most likely opponent, uh, even though NC State might have the better record, and some are placing them there. But I, I don't see them. I don't see them going to Nashville, honestly. So, Benny, has it hit you? Because it hasn't hit me yet. Has it hit you, has it hit the folks in Knoxville that there is no more SEC East or SEC West? Uh, no, honestly, that we, we didn't talk about that at all today. Uh, I'm not you know, here every every minute of, of uh, all of our shows today. Maybe that did come up. I, I hadn't even thought of it 
Justin. I mean, it's a fair point. So that <laughs> that answers your question is no, it has not hit me at all. It, I guess just still living in the in the moment of reaction uh, to to what happened Saturday. That's a big part of what Monday is, and then. You know, you you start peeking ahead, but then we'll really start peeking ahead and looking at a more big picture tomorrow. So no, uh, that that had had not hit me yet. It is it is strange to think that for sure, and probably it would have hit me um, on Saturday. Uh, that that's probably where you'll be like, all right, this is the last of this kind of East versus West. Uh, in Atlanta when they get going Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I would imagine then it, it will hit um, because, it, you know, it, it'll never be like that uh, again. But, you know, just thinking about it, it's like, because I'm I'm having a hard time in my head just doing the calculus. Like, how do you think about this thing if it's not the East and the West and the winter meets in Atlanta and then the playoff after that? I mean, it has a rhythm to it. So for it not to exist anymore, and I know we're a little ways off from, from getting there, but it, it for me, this weekend was just looking back on it going, wow, this is this is going to be different here um, coming up here in the next, you know, next few months. It's no longer off in the future. Like, it's it's now. Yeah, I guess, Justin, because, you know, we're, we're going to talk about it a lot in the offseason. I yeah. guess it, you know, I just haven't gone there yet. But, you know, there, there was a lot of final things in, you know, the Big 12 is not going to look like that anymore. You had the final Pac-12 uh, game. Uh, who knows what that conference is going to be, if anything at all. So th- there was some of that throughout college football, but man, we, there, there's a ton of, ton of time to start, uh, you know, to look into that in, in more detail, but yeah, it, it will, it will be different and obviously never the same. And one through 16 is going to look weird on the, in the standings. That's for sure. Want to ask you about UT basketball here? A couple of tough games coming up here, and not that they haven't had any already, uh, but they've got, uh, from my understanding, North Carolina coming in, then Illinois uh, not too far after that. I mean, this team is is kind of going through a grinder uh, at the beginning of this year. Do they want it this way, or I mean, regardless, this is how it's happening. But you you have to believe this is going to make them better in the long term, right? Playing these top tier teams so early in the season. Oh, they always want it that way. That's that's the the only Barnes way. He always schedules it for a reason. And you know the way it played out in Maui, they got the number one and number two teams in back to back games. And number two Purdue and number one uh, Kansas uh, lost both of those games and had had a tough time with both of their respective big men uh, against uh, against Kansas. They ran into Hunter Dickinson, who is. One of the to take a wrestle, use a wrestling term. One of the heels of uh, of college basketball. Like nobody <laughs> posing fan bases. Nobody likes him. Tennessee fans didn't like him when he played for Michigan uh, a couple of years ago in Indianapolis when uh, they eliminated Tennessee from the uh, from the NCAA tournament. So or what, maybe that was yeah, it was a couple of years ago. So um, yeah, it uh, the, the Tennessee did not shoot the ball well in the three games in Maui. They beat Syracuse, who was not a top 25 team. They're okay. Uh, and then the two really good teams, they shot 41%, 33%, and 31%. Just, it's not good enough. It's supposed to be better. They have offensive guys um, on this team that aren't uh, aren't shooting to that percentage. And um, just got, you know, Vescovy had his best game, but Ziegler isn't back all the way yet. And guys are still finding their way. But Rick Barnes was very adamant. He said he was disappointed, but 
he was adamant that they're going to be much better later in the year as the year goes on and that this will help them because they got slapped in the face things that they need to be better at. Uh, some of that is on the coaches, not just the players. So we'll see if they do get better. There's more talent and depth on this team, but uh, it, uh, the, you got to beat some of those teams, and they do travel to Chapel Hill on uh, on Wednesday. That's who they're uh, they're playing next, and so yeah, they have other tough competition on the way too. But that's the way Barnes wants it, and hopefully it pays off. But you know, for fans, some of them are skeptical because look, they played tough competition in Darren Dosis. He's pointed it out uh, in they played tough competition pre-conference every year, and then it hasn't necessarily paid off in the end. We'll see if, if this year's any any different. Uh, I think some fans are, are are already kind of annoyed at the start of the season. On the way out, I failed to bring this up last week, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring up uh, the passing of former AD Mike Hamilton, who I believe was living in Nashville, only sixty years old. Mm. Uh, too mm-hmm. too early. Uh, what what were the thoughts in your market about? Mike Hamilton, uh, I think he was the AD for, I think, almost a decade, what, eight, nine years? Yes. And, you know, my dealings with him, it wasn't every day, but uh, I was certainly, you know, already here when uh, that whole transition happened, the Bruce Pearl uh, uh, fiasco and everything. So uh, my dealings with him, he was always very nice, very classy, and he did some very good things. I mean, he was definitely pro student athlete and he was pro fans giving their feedback and the school listening to the fans. He started to ask Mike uh, email, basically created an email for fans to be able to send in their feedback or questions, things like that. He really, you know, took it to the next level in terms of interacting with coaches. And now you see interacting with ADs and now you see a lot of ADs, including Danny White be very, uh, forward and out there in terms of, of their interaction with the fan base. And also he was outstanding at, at fundraising. So, um, you know, it, it, obviously the, the whole Bruce Pearl thing and, and, and all that wasn't a, uh, a great close, but there are a lot of positives in his tenure there as well. He was still you know very well thought of it. And, and it was good that in reflecting back to him, uh, in his time at Tennessee, it, it was focusing on those uh, on the the positive, not necessarily just you know reliving uh, some of you know the the tough parts of his tenure. So he he definitely will be missed, and and um, a lot of people were were speaking really highly about him in, in reflection of his time at Tennessee. Vince, appreciate it as always. You have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. All right, you guys, just say stay warm over there. Appreciate All right, you. we will drive. Vince Ferrara, Sports Animal, ninety nine one there. And Knoxville joins us every week on the program. We're wide open the rest of the hour, 615-844-5600. If you want to get involved in the show, did yesterday's Titans win change your mind on anything the rest of the way? We'll talk about that next here on the McFarland Show. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit jacksonboonracing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. I've got a
got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you, so no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family, or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. 800-413-3953. 800-413-3953. That's 800-413-3953. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often, there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. This important message is courtesy of Woods Equipment Company at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville, where they feel our area is a great place to live and raise a family. Call Woods Equipment Company at 615-256-5639. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Titans get it done yesterday at Nissan Stadium. They are undefeated here in Nashville this year. Technically, the London game was a home game. I don't. We don't count that. No, Plus they here. weren't here. Here, they're undefeated. Away from here, they're winless. A Carolina team is bad. Boy, they got a lot of they got a lot of growing to do. They got a they got a lot of holes to fill. They'll have another high, high draft pick, maybe number one overall again. No, because of the uh the trade with the Bears. That pick goes to the Bears, I think. 
The Carolina oh, Panthers. Oh, it was the two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't even get that. And they gave him DJ Moore. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that goes to the Bears. I, I'm almost, I'm like 99% sure right. on that. I think you're right. Ooh. Yeah. That stinks. Yeah, they don't even get that. Ooh. So, hope you really like Bryce Young. Oh, boy. 615-844-5600. Who cares? It's not our problem. No. They're in the NFC. Although, I will say, I, I do wonder the fact that they fired Frank Wright after losing to the Titans. What is, is, Does that mean that the Titans are so bad that you had to fire Frank Wright after that? Because, you know, well, how could you lose to the Titans? We're saying, well, they beat the lowly Carolina Panthers. How do we know the Panthers are saying, listen, you, you couldn't beat them? You know who on the college level that's happened to a lot over the years? Who's that? When that team beat you, a lot of times their coach got fired. Vanderbilt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> that right? has happened. That's true. That I mean, how many times has that happened that's over accurate. the years? No, that's happened. That's like the oh, last straw. You didn't right. You didn't oh that, now, what? Look, we're we're mad. Now we're really mad. Yeah, you can't you're out of here. No, can't deal with that. 615-844-5600. Let's go to Eric. Eric, what's up? Hey guys, I'm gonna talk about Titans in a minute, but one talk about one game real quick. The Buffalo Philadelphia game, guys. What mm-hmm. a game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Probably the game of the year. And the Eagles, whether you like or not, did it again. But you wonder if the law of averages is going to catch up with them because they had to come from behind down 10 points Monday night, short week, down again by 10. Uh-oh, Eric? Eric, we've lost you. We've lost you mid-rant, Eric. Down 10 points again, Eric, and then it shut off. Sorry, Eric. Not that we can't bring you back. I'm just saying, my friend, you're, you're not there. Call back. Call back, Eric. Sorry. I don't know what happened. Did yesterday's win change anything for you? Uh, no. It, it just made me wish they could play NFC South teams at home every week. <laughs> Why can't they just get an NFC South team at home, like, all the time? But, think, you know. I think we have well said. I think we have Eric back. <laughs> Eric, go ahead. Guys, I don't know what's going on. That have to be one Wednesday morning show uh, where they had phone issues. It happened to me again this morning where my car dropped in the middle of the call, and that's happening to me like today. I don't know if it's me or my phone or y'all's phone system or whatever, but this is weird. <laughs> is not weird. sure, but we not, got not you not back. sure, man. Okay, but what, what I was talking about in the Buffalo Philadelphia game, I just think the law of averages are eventually going to catch up with the Eagles. I really believe they're going to lose at least one of these next three games. I'd be shocked if they go undefeated. But, hey, if they do, you got to give them credit because I think the best team they're going to be playing is next week against San Francisco. And the surprising thing is San Francisco's like a three-point favorite. When I heard that, I was stunned. But the thing is, San Francisco, just with their style of play, if they're healthy, they just take so much out of you. It's just going to be tough for the Eagles to do that. Then have to go to Dallas. Then have to go to Seattle. If they go from the table with that, Give them props, but they've won so many close games, guys. They haven't been really a dominant performance. Like I said, they still haven't played the best, but they just find ways to win, but we'll see what happens. But, guys, as far as the Titans, guys, I don't think my opinion has changed of them, guys. The thing is already, I think you probably saw the point spread. The Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorite, and if the Titans had been playing a better team yesterday, they probably would have lost. But here's the weird thing, guys. I don't know necessarily if Frank Wright got fired because he lost to the Titans. But I heard some quick, uh, I listened to play by play, and a lot of people were questioning some of his coaching decisions and the way he ran some plays. They think that might have been the last straw, the way he coached that game yesterday in certain situations. May have cost him the game. I don't know. 
But also, you have to wonder, though, about uh, the Carolina's coaching uh, situation. You don't know if you want to play for that GM. I mean, well, that owner, I'm sorry, because you don't know if the guy is going to be patient. I think that's – isn't it the, the seventh head coach they fired? No. Well, he also owns the MLS team in Charlotte. And yeah. since he's taken over as owner, I believe, 2018, he is on yeah. his fifth football coach now with this hire – and he's he's already fired two MLS coaches in Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And, and he fires everybody in in midseason. Yeah. So yeah. which I, makes no no sense in his first season. I mean, you know, a lot of people have a lot of high praise Frank Reich, and, and I do think Frank Reich will get a job somewhere else. But if I'm somebody, I really would not take that job as a head coach. Got options yeah. as a head coach. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes yeah, I would you not usually. Take that job. Yeah, twice, and then the third time is hard. Like, how many times yeah. do you need to see guys get the third bite at the apple? It's, it's as yeah, a head coach, it's very few. It's very few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, but but I will say this, guys. I think somebody who's probably desperate may take that job. But if it's a coach that has options, I don't think you take that job. Not at Carolina uh, with the owner the way he is. I I just would stay away. Uh, and some now wondering, even though Bryce Young was the supposed number one pick, and they think the Texans would have picked him, but I'm betting. Texas is glad they didn't pick him, and because uh, it seems like CJ Stroud is the better quarterback guy. Oh, I don't but, believe uh, that. I don't believe that for a minute because I think the Titans identified Stroud as their guide, and the and the Texans said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, we're taking him. We're not trading." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know that. But what I'm saying is, uh, uh, but everybody said Bryce Young was the number one quarterback, and everybody probably would have picked him if they had number one pick. But it turns out CJ Stroud is the better quarterback. Look, what I've heard for a good while now is that Frank Reich wanted Stroud and that Tepper yeah. came in and said, I want Bryce Young. And so, of course, yeah. the owner says it. They're going to take Bryce Young. A, a lot of teams oh, would have yeah. taken Bryce Young. I would agree yeah. with that. But not yeah. not every team, though, would have taken Bryce Young yeah. overall. There's a lot of teams who probably t- would have taken C.J. Stroud uh, had they had the opportunity to do so. Yeah, but 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 it appears now that he, he may be the better quarterback. But uh, we're We'll see down the road. But yeah. it's certainly the Texans are happy with what they got, and they're definitely a lot better, a lot faster than a lot of people think. No Guys, doubt. Get off. Y'all take care, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, Eric. Right. Uh, by the way, Heartbreak City. And I know it was just to push, push it to overtime, but did you see the 58-yard field goal? I was watching it because the Titans game was over. 58 yards, doinks it off the crossbar. I mean, listen. Sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. Okay, when when the ball is floating in the air, like that. And, and by the way, yards. dead center. Yeah, I mean, hit it perfect. Yeah, doinks it off the crossbar. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't go through. Comes back out. Comes back out. Yeah. Te- okay. Look, Texans are got to hit the top side. No of the doubt, crossbar. they are way ahead of schedule. Way ahead. Does it mean that this is all going to translate to next year? Nope. No, it doesn't. Not at all. That that is the beauty of the NFL mm-hmm. because you have to figure that out. Yeah. Because once this the ain't tape, college football, we're not nope. growing programs here. That's mm-hmm. that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to study you all off season, and now it's better. You have to keep evolving. You have to yeah. keep getting better. And so right now it's working. It is working. And C.J. Stroud and the Texans and these guys he's throwing to. It's like Tank Dell, Nico. Was it Nico Collins? It's like who? It doesn't, yeah, right, and it's like matter. it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. He's just he's just slinging it all over the place. It doesn't matter. And by the way, he doesn't get phased at all. 
Doesn't look like he gets phased a bit. Doesn't look like a rookie at all. But again, it's working this season. Sure. And it looks like it's going to work all year. It doesn't mean that it's going to work next year. No. Because we've seen that happen. Listen, it don't even look like it may not work, you know, coming up later this year. Yeah, you know, They haven't played the Titans at all yet. And not to say mm-hmm. the Titans are some world beaters and, well, you know, they haven't played the Titans, they haven't played nobody. What I'm going to preach is this is the NFL. And the NFL, anybody can be anybody in any given week, pretty much. So if anybody's thinking, well, the Titans can't possibly beat the Texans. <laughs> you ain't been watching. I don't know what you've been watching. If, if anybody under the sound of my voice thinks the Titans cannot beat the Houston Texans, then I I don't know what to tell you. They absolutely can. Doesn't mean they will, but in the NFL, they absolutely can. I said a couple weeks ago they look like a team that's going to finish 5 and 12, but I still think they're a team even with the win on Sunday that's going to finish 5 and 12. That's fine. They probably got one more win in them. Maybe two, maybe. It's the NFL. Maybe. People surprise people all the time. Sure. This team was on cruise controls to the playoffs last look, year and the and the, the Texans, bottom fell out of the it. The Texans are way ahead of schedule. They're not world beaters. Like I mean, I'm I'm not painting that picture. Yeah. I'm just saying they're way ahead of schedule. Yeah, the teams, I mean, everybody had them pegged to listen, be the worst team in the division. Teams fade down the stretch, too, like the Titans did last year. Yeah. So who's going to be the team? Yeah. Everybody who looking like the playoff ain't going. Doesn't look like it's going to be the Broncos. Listen. It happens. They that's won what, five in a row. That's what I'm saying. Listen, it's the end of the, Bronco, the Broncos were left for dead. Yep. Dead. Gave up a 70 spot. Let's go to Frank and Smyrna, listening on 107.9. Frank, what's up? Hi, guys. How we doing? Hey, Wonderful. How are you? Uh, do, do, doing okay. Just recovering from being in three states, 77 counties, and heaven knows where else for Thanksgiving. And was down in Georgia and uh, South Carolina visiting some uh, family and friends. It's it good to get down there and uh, good to get back home to uh, Nashville. They're uh, or actually Sparta. But uh, what I called about, two things. Number one, the uh, Titans game yesterday, uh, my wife and I went, and, you know, it, it was nice to see them win a game. It, it was certainly a far cry from what I saw two weeks ago when I went to the game in Tampa. You know, they 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 played well yesterday. I mean, they got it done. But, but I think we all know the Panthers are a bad team. They're they're, they're just they're just awful. uh I can't say I was shocked to see the coach got fired this morning. It didn't surprise me at all. For, for me, the win yesterday, it really doesn't change anything for me. I, I said all along this for about the last three weeks, this is a five-win team, maybe, maybe six. Justin, you bring up a good point. It is the NFL. Any given Sunday, you never know. You, you, you just never know. But So that, that being said, um, We'll see what happens. You know, we got the Colts coming Sunday. Is that a game we win? That we can. Yes. Who knows if we do? I mean, we can win, and, and I would love to because personally, I can't stand them. I, I've despised the Colts ever since they the Titans came to Nashville. I've despised the Indianapolis Colts. So, them and the Jaguars can't stand them. Yuck. <laughs> so, I would love to win that game just for that reason alone. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, Regarding MTSU, you guys uh, kind of stroked my interest as a native Middle Tennessee, and uh, I grew up in Tullahoma. I don't know if you knew that or not, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm a Tullahoma native. And 
I grew up at the time at the uh, 70s and 80s when uh, college sports was uh, all we had here. You know, you mm-hmm. either went to MTSU or you went to Vanderbilt or you went to, to Knoxville. And uh, my father uh, always either took me to MTSU or to Vanderbilt. And, you know, that now this, this area has just totally changed, as, as we all know. And I just think the biggest reason why MTSU struggles is two things. Number one, it's a suitcase college, always has been. I don't think that'll ever change. And number two, every game is televised now in the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, really. All these games are on TV. So Mr. College Football fan like me, who's, all right, well, I've said it before, I'm a recovering Vanderbilt fan. I just, I'm not even going there today. But, but what, what, the point I'm trying to make is, all these games like Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Georgia Tech—you know, just they during the season they're all television. Yeah, why in the world am I going to go see MTSU play Sam Houston State? No disrespect to to, to Bill Tennessee; it's a great school. I did not go there, but uh, you know, I'm not a grad or anything. But uh, I know a lot of people that are. You know, not trying to disrespect them; they're a great school, but. But as far as their football, really even their sports, who, who cares when I go see, see an SEC game? And that's where I think a lot of people do. They're either staying at home on the weekends, watching the SEC games, or, or Big Ten, whoever, or, or they're going to Knoxville or to Tuscaloosa or wherever. That's just my three cents on it for what it's worth. And, oh, and by the way, I don't know if you touched on it, but go Preds, five straight. Five straight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have. That, that, they, they are playing well. And, they uh, are. You know, they've, they've come a long way. They've got a long way to go, though. Yep. You know, Pittsburgh tomorrow night. Yeah, I'll uh, uh, be there. I was uh, hoping to attend last night's game, but uh, that did not did, did not happen. <laughs> I, I got home and hit the proverbial wall, and uh, I, I did not make it back out of the house to uh, yeah. last night's Preds game. But anyway, but yeah. Well, thank you, so Frank. Appreciate it. Thanks, Frank. Guys. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You guys have a great show. You too. And, uh, I always enjoy listening and uh, talking with you guys. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, have good a, good have thoughts. Good I like that. Yep. Um, I don't know. We can talk about that on the other side. How much yeah. does everything being available to us affect uh-huh. going to games? It does. Okay, we'll yeah. talk about that. On the other side, as you listen to the McFarland Show. Do you want to work at the OG of Hot Chicken Prince's Hot Chicken Tanker? Outlet Mall, 4060 Cane Ridge Parkway, Suite 102 in Antioch. Prince's is looking for fun, energetic, and friendly smiling faces as food runners and cashiers. They're also looking to create an amazing culinary team to carry on the Prince's tradition. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Submit a resume to Prince's Hot Chicken AFH at gmail.com or fill out an application on the Prince's Hot Chicken website. That's Prince'sHotChicken.com. PrincessHotChicken.com We all know that natural life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Makara Spa is Nashville's highest quality 
Quality Self-Care Oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. Oh, oh, uh, open that one. It's from me. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Best gift ever! Wait, these tickets are already scratched. Yeah, it was me. I was just so excited. But look, we won! Tis the season for epic cash prizes. This year, give the most winning gift of all. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. Honest opinions, genuine conversations. The McFarland Show. I'd say that's accurate of the show. Yeah, we try. By the way, great participation today. Keep it coming. We're wide open till the end of the hour, end of the show. 615-844-5600. Frank brought up a point about, look, Saturday you could start off with Ohio State and Michigan. Wonderful. Kentucky, Louisville. Man. Right? And you can just go all through the day. Roll Iron right Bowl, through. Iron Bowl. Alabama, Auburn. Then Amazing. Florida State, Florida. Florida State, Florida. Clemson, South Carolina. Yeah, nice. It just goes on and on. And all these games yeah. are on. All on television. Most of them for free, by the way. You don't even need yep. cable for a lot of these. These are on CBS, ABC, NBC, and Fox. A lot of these games are. So what do you think? It, how well, much does that affect? Listen. It, is that the reason? No, it's not the reason yeah. for MTSU. No. It, I guess it just doesn't help, right? It, it, no, it doesn't help. I mean, the at-home experience has unquestionably impacted how the NFL operates uh, and their attendance. Because if you think about it, and you and I have done more games than can be counted down at Nissan Stadium and you know what it is to get down there. There is no question 
that it's easier to stay at the house and watch the Titans than make the journey down to Nissan. Now, do you miss out on some of the atmosphere and the experience? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you don't think the Titans are going to win, if you don't think they're very good, then making the trip down there to Nissan Stadium is something that most fans are probably not going to do. Um, when you can stay at home and eat your favorite food and favorite beverages and watch the game on a huge screen with surround sound and picture perfect. And rewind it. And, and rewind it. Pause it. Play, pause it. Yep. Go to the bathroom. Come back. You haven't mm-hmm. missed anything. Yep. You know, it's it's a difference. So has it impacted? Yes. Is that the reason MTSU can't draw, you know, a good number of people? No, that's not the reason. No, that has, I don't think that has a whole lot to do with it, even though I don't think, again, it doesn't, it doesn't help. What fixes it? I don't know what fixes it. I really don't. If you brought in Jimbo Fisher, would that fix it? No. If you brought in a celebrity coach, would would that have a little pop, a little fizzle, a little little sizzle to it? it maybe. And when I say the celebrity coach, I don't mean Jimbo Fisher. He's a big name coach. I mean the the Deion Sanders route. If you brought in Ray Lewis or somebody uh, to be the head coach, would that draw some attention? Yes, it would draw attention. Would that mean... People stay and come to the game to watch Ray Lewis go up and down the sideline. I I don't know about that. At, tell me this: Has Eddie George changed attendance at all from let's no. just say Rod Reed? No, who was there over a decade? Yeah, no, it hasn't changed attendance at all. No, not to no. Well, that, as far as then, I then to me, you've got an unfixable product. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because if you if nothing changed from no offense to Rod. And Rod Reed, by the way, was very successful. Yes, he was. Yeah, he, he had Rod a good Reed, great guy. Mm-hmm. He is a good guy. Rod Reed to Eddie George. Yeah. It, like, when you talk about name, yeah. right there, there, that is a quantum leap forward, but right? Every single— And if it doesn't change anything, if it doesn't move the needle, then you have an unfixable product. No, I— As it, in trying to—because he's complained about the attendance. Yes. Then— it isn't going to change no matter what. The attendance issue at Tennessee State, I believe, has very little to do with Eddie George or, you know, even what. And to me, it has everything to do with the fact that the alumni, the fans, everybody connected with that school has 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 said loud and clear that they want to play games on campus. They do. They want to play games over there at the hill, at the hill hole. At the hole. At the hole. They want to play games over there in Hill Stadium. And... They're not going to do that. You know, they're, they're going to play downtown. And as long as they go to play downtown, maybe when the Dome gets here, maybe things will change. But I don't see the situation over there at Nissan Stadium changing. The fan base has made it crystal clear they do not want to go to Nissan Stadium. What, why do you think they, they keep doing it? they'd rather go to campus. Hmm. Huh? Why, do you, why do they keep doing that, then? What do you mean, why do they keep doing it? So, I mean, just because it's, I know it's well. nicer. And, <laughs> but, I mean. Well, the, the state has asked them to, to, to go over there. Oh. You know, so there, okay. there's there's some political ramifications that would take okay. take a while to well, get I'm into. I'm asking you. I, you know that stuff better than me. I, the, the, uh, the state of Tennessee has given them an obligation to mm. go over and play games at Nissan Stadium. Okay. And that's the truth, and it's been the truth for a long time. Okay. So, and you know, and as a result, they don't invest in in Hale Stadium like they would think some people would want them to. But I promise you, they poured money in the Hill Stadium and played games over there on campus. And we've seen it when they do play occasional if they games had a on campus. Twenty thousand seat stadium. Would they sell out on every campus? Game? Yes. I don't know about sellout, but they would have fifteen thousand people in there for sure. They would have a lot more people than they currently have. Okay. Hmm. All right, we'll step away. Final time. 
come back and wrap up Monday's edition of the McFarland Show next. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Dino and Friends is a fine dining restaurant located in Nashville's prestigious West End. It features an elegant presentation and exceptional service. One of the first non-alcoholic restaurants in Nashville. They pride themselves in professional and courteous service. A popular choice among locals and tourists alike. If you're in town for the ball game or you're just visiting with friends, Dino with Friends is the preferred location for those seeking a rich, modern restaurant with serene atmosphere and top-notch guest experience. Your server will uphold the high standards of etiquette and hospitality hospitality and guide you through a unique dining experience. Enjoy the ambiance and reconnect with friends. Specialty dining will feature a set menu, a dedicated server, and a personal chef. Enjoy a delicious combination of meats and vegetables at a very affordable price. There's no place in Nashville like it. A unique experience. Come and have dinner with friends. 1719 Westin Avenue. To make a reservation, call right now. 615-730-9559. Dinner with friends. A proud sponsor of TSU football on WNSR. Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So, call right now. 800-704-1662 800-704-1662 That's 800-704-1662 with 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. Derek Henry's next. Yeah, I think this is the first of uh, several moves. I, I, I do. I yeah. think the Titans realize where they are. I think it's a reality check, and I think there could be more moves. I really do. You wake up one morning, you realize it's time to do some different things here. I think that's what it is, so I don't think they're done dealing. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Text the Strike and Spare Studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. A hearty shout-out to a Smyrna Bulldog. Remember, you, all, you can listen to 
us on 107.9 in Smyrna and in Rutherford County. Sonny Gray, who finished second in the Cy Young Award, had a tremendous season with the Twinkies from Minnesota. He just signed a new three-year deal Mm -hmm. worth $75 million. Nice. To be a St. Louis Cardinal. 34 years old from Smyrna there, as you mentioned, Darren. And uh, yeah, that's that's nice. Won two state titles as the Smyrna Bulldog quarterback. You okay over there, Damon? You good? You getting choked up over this? It's a Cardinals fan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's happy. Yeah, he's happy. He's choked mm-hmm. up. So congratulations, Sonny Gray. Nice. Tack on 75 more mil to what he's already made in his MLB career. Whatever that is, which former I imagine Va- is a pretty hefty number already. Former Vandy star. Yeah. Very nice. How about that? Great job. Wow. Come a long way. There you go. Sonny, just so you know, if you're listening, we will make you the presenting sponsor of the show. If you want it, you I mean, could we, be. We go. You're listening to the McFarland Show, presented by Sunny Gray well, and the St. Louis for Cardinals. the right number. We'll call it the Sunny Gray Show. We'll call it the Sunny Gray Show. You're right, absolutely. If you want the right number, man, we can title sponsor. We can make that happen. Sunny Gray with Darren and Justin, the Sunny <laughs> Gray Show with Darren and Justin. Absolutely, we'll do that. We will. We yeah. absolutely will. You'd be amazed at what we would do for the right price. Yeah, yeah. We we can negotiate <laughs> it. We can negotiate it for sure. So good for him. Yeah. Um, let's go over the news and notes real quick before we get out of here. All right. Rick Stock still out as MTSU's football coach, 18 seasons. Yeah. Really, really good guy. Yes. Did a great job at MTSU. Not surprised. 18 years. But um, we wish him the best moving forward. Where do they turn from here? Not sure. No clue. They said a national search. Mike Elko is going back to Texas A&M. He's leaving Duke to be the Aggies head coach. Mm. Predators have won five in a row. They will host the Penguins tomorrow night. Smoking. Titans host the Colts this Sunday. And we'll wait to see where Tennessee goes. By the way, bowl selection next this weekend coming up. Yeah, this weekend. I think it's Sunday, right? Yeah, after the SEC championship. After the championship games. Yep. That'll do it for us today. Have a great rest of your Monday. We will talk to you tomorrow starting at 2 o'clock. We'll see you then.